This DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now, and you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. I am sure that we can all agree that 2020 has been quite an interesting year, but it is my duty as a black woman, as a black creative, as a black mother, as a black sister, cousin, and friend to be a part of the change that we all would like to see and use my platform for the greater good. Today is no different from the rest in my agenda to push the importance of entrepreneurship and keeping the black dollar circulating in our own community. I would like to take the time to highlight underscore Christie's creations on Instagram. She is based out of Jacksonville, Florida. She's a local crochet boutique, handmade scarves, hats, and socks that can be found in sizes newborn to adult large. All of these items are custom and they require a security deposit and can be made in any color. You can find her on Facebook at Christie's Creations. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-S Creations. And on Instagram, underscore Christie's Creations. Thank you. Welcome back to a new episode of the Tia versus Fancy Cash Show. If you are a new listener, I need you to stop what you are doing. Follow me on social media at Tia versus Fancy Cash on all platforms and subscribe to the podcast because if you listen once, you're going to listen twice and then you're going to be a forever listener. So let me catch y'all up on what's going on. I am on a health and wealth journey and because of Corona, which I'm sure just like me, y'all have realized some things about yourselves after spending so much time with yourselves that you don't like and you want to change and that you you know probably should have just too. So we're going to tackle this journey together on health and wellness. And today I have with me my god sister, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony Stinson. I am a licensed esthetician, and I'm the owner of Glam Beauty Bar and Spa here in Jacksonville, Florida. You can follow me on social media, on Facebook as Anthony Stinson, on um, Instagram as Anthony's GBBS, which stands for Glam Beauty Bar and Spa. Okay, so to start off this podcast, we're basically going to talk about um, black girls and their skincare problems from um, dark spots to acne to pimples to um, where do our skincare problems mostly come from? How can we correct these skincare problems? You know, what we need to avoid skincare myths. And we're going to talk about these, you know, different, what do you call them? Not procedures, but... um, what you call them, like services, Service. yeah, that we could possibly get that'll help us in some type of ways that we might be too embarrassed or too scared or don't even realize that we need. So to start off, I want you to define what what is an esthetician? Okay, an esthetician is a skincare specialist. It is someone that is licensed to be able to provide skincare services and also to um, help you with skincare products and anything that has anything to do with your skin. So anytime anybody is touching your skin, they should be a licensed esthetician. That goes for your lashes, your brows, um, your face, most of the things on your body. Like if you have acne on your back or something like that, an esthetician can take care of that as well. Okay, so, you know, growing up before, I guess, I even knew what an esthetician was, 
I would automatically assume if I'm having skin care problems, I need a dermatologist. So okay. what's the difference between a dermatologist and an esthetician? A dermatologist is able to write prescriptions. Okay. Um, most skincare problems and most skincare concerns does not warrant a prescription. Most people go to dermatologists when they really don't need to. What the dermatologist is going to do is they're going to examine your skin. Most of the time, dermatologists do not even touch you. They look at your skin, they give you a prescription. Most of the prescriptions are steroids. Um, and once you start using those things, they kind of, I'm not going to say they ruin your skin because they are good if you actually need them. But a lot of times, people don't actually need them. It's basic skincare regimens and routines that can help your skin to get where it needs to go instead of getting a prescription medication. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty. Why, where do you think most skincare problems come from? Um, in black girls, um, in general, um, cleanliness, they're not cleaning their face properly or without the proper products, um, stress, um, environmental factors play a lot into like allergies, um, like the season yes. and stuff like that. And here in Florida, like a lot of people have oily skin because of, um, the humidity and the type of weather that we have. And another thing can be genetics. A lot of times skincare products, you, your mama has skincare products and a lot of things, they come. They they start off with genetics, but it's what's being passed down. So your mama has skincare concerns, so she told you she used Noxzema. So she told you to use Noxzema. Now you've been using Noxzema, and your skin is just getting worse because you're not properly taking care of your skin. Right. So a lot of those things contribute, and then a lot of what we put in our hair, our head scars, yeah, our products, our pillowcases. Yes, our pillowcases, our cell phones. Right. So many people are always on their cell phones, so a lot of that can contribute to skincare problems. And we're not as well. disinfecting our cell phones. Yes, you should wipe um, your cell phone down with the alcohol wipe or pad at least once a day. Like, you get home at night, wipe it down for the day so it's clean for the next day. And weave. I know wearing weave used to break my break my skin out a lot. If I had a bang in my face or a side mm -hmm. part, like, I know when I take and that wig off. that's the hair. The hair can carry bacteria and germs. That's one thing. And then the products that you're putting in the hair is also touching your skin. Right. So when we don't think about that, when you're putting in your hair, you're not thinking about the edge control is touching around this part of your face and things like that. Another thing is makeup has become really, really big and people are not disinfecting and cleaning their makeup brushes. Mm -hmm. So that is another thing that can cause you to have breakouts because once you have one breakout, it can be um, have bacteria in it. And if you're using those same makeup brushes and not properly cleaning them, then you just spread that bacteria all over your face. Okay. And what about, you know, sometimes we go into Miami for our birthday and mm -hmm. we can't find a makeup artist in Jacksonville. So we got to book somebody, I mean, makeup artist in Miami. So we got to book somebody in Jacksonville the day before we go. Hmm. So we're not going to wash our faces? We just, yeah, they, we're just not washing our faces. So we're going to get our makeup done on Thursday. And go and to Miami on Friday with a beat face. And I might be going to Iguanas or uh, what it is, G5. And I need that beat face for Saturday too. So you're going to get your makeup done Thursday and you're going to keep it for Friday. Got to sleep pretty. So are you taking a shower Thursday? Hey, baby, I don't know what they're doing. I'm just speaking for the people. <laughs> I've seen you it happen. I've seen like, it happen. You need to wash your face twice a day in the morning and at night i understand sometimes we want to try to preserve that 65 dollar makeup 70 my makeup artist so <laughs> i mean is your skin worth the 70 dollar which one means the most to you your 70 dollars or your makeup like I mean, see y'all sometimes y'all got to start taking makeup lessons to try to learn how to do some of that stuff on your own so when you get to miami you can do your own makeup it's just it's different i don't, I don't think i have a steady hand like even in elementary school i could not color i couldn't paint i, I remember i brought a, a picture home and I think I drew a pair, and my mama embarrassed the fuck out of me. And she said, is this a turtle? Like, what is it? So I can't do my own makeup. That's why I work hard so I can afford these luxuries. And so let that, that means if you work that hard, get your makeup done Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Be the boss that you are. Well, I 
can you find somebody in Miami first, and I'm not you even speaking about me. You can't be a boss with bad skin. <laughs> you you are absolutely be a right. Boss with bad skin, y'all. Good skin is like good credit these days. You cannot be a boss like you need the kind of skin that you can jump up. Wash your face and walk out the door. Like, nobody wants to wait an hour before you to put on makeup and all that every day. Like, who wants to do that? Yeah. Oh, and let's talk about, like, when, like, not even, I, I, it's not a big deal, but I know it's a thing. Like, when you, you know, you go to job interviews or whatever, mm-hmm. and they, they look at how you carry yourself and how you present yourself, and you might walk in with a face full of makeup on one day, and then for the interview, then you get the job, and you at these people front desk with a and bare face and like bad skin, yeah, and they look at you like, you catfish them people. Or so, even dating a man. Like, and it, when it, you wash it, that makeup off, like, get like, together. You want to... And everybody, everybody's skin is not the same. Right. Like, I really don't have skincare issues. It was easy for me to get good skin because my skin was almost already there. Yeah. So, just adding a couple of extra things in it helped my skin out a lot. But if you have skincare issues, makeup is just going to make it worse. Yeah. And see, Your I pores know- are going to get clogged. Um... It's just going to make it worse. Yeah, I never had skincare issues. I think for me, what my issue probably was, if I drank too many sodas, you know, mm-hmm. I get the occasional bump on my forehead mm-hmm. or bump on my cheek or if I'm stressing out. Because I remember, I know I had a big photo shoot coming up. And the day before my photo shoot, literally, because I have real bad camera anxiety. I don't like being on cameras. So the day before my photo shoot, it's this big old bump that just moved in on my cheek. And I'm like, wow, like, can you edit this out? Like, I'm questioning the photographer's camera skills because... I don't want this pimple showing on camera. And then another thing that we didn't touch on for why you might have skincare issues is food intake. I don't think we touched on that. Food intake is very important. And I think it's worse now because of a lot of things they put in the food to help, like, grow the food faster Mm -hmm. and different stuff like that. Dairy. Some people have dairy allergies. Some people have allergies for, like, meat. I'm a big girl. I can eat anything and my skin don't break out. Like, I don't have no allergies to nothing. But some people do have. So, if you're having really bad cystic acne, and that's the acne that, like, it hurts, and it has, like, bacteria and stuff in it, when you squeeze it, like, white stuff coming out, you might want to stay away from dairy mm-hmm. um, and red meat. Like, try to remove some of those things from your diet. And sugar. Yeah. Sweets is another thing that um, really can cause your skin to break out. And making sure you're drinking a lot of water. Right. Like, water that's is very good. important. Water is good for every part of your body. Your skin is the biggest organ on your body, so it takes a lot of water to keep it filled and to keep it looking good. And I know I hear a lot of people on social media talking about how they, oh, I cannot drink water all day like that. I love Zephyr Hills. I take four bottles of Zephyr Hills to work every day, and throughout the day, before I leave the house, I'm grabbing Zephyr Hills. During the day, I'm grabbing Zephyr Hills. When these people was going crazy about Corona, going to buy up all the water, I was pissed off because I'm missing cases of Zephyr Hills at the store and can't find none. <laughs> and all they left me with was Dasani, Aquafina, Pure Nestle. Like, I'm a water drinker. Like, my house is nothing but cases and cases of water and the occasional juice for the kids. You know what okay. I'm saying? So that was a, a real big deal to me. Um, and then as far as, you know, I breastfeed my baby. And if I'm drinking whole milk, and my baby, you know, she nursing and stuff like that. And I'm not, you know, conscious of what I'm eating. I notice her skin break out. Okay. So I feel like the food intake has a lot to do with skincare. Even my baby, like her, the, the whole milk, I'm drinking it, but she is nursing and it's being transferred to her. And she the one with the skincare issues, not me. So she could have a dairy allergy. So mm-hmm. it probably, you're probably going to have to watch her dairy intake right. as she gets older because it can, you, you can see it develop at a very young age. Right. Okay, so I want to touch on some myths, like some just um, routine myths, um, healthcare myths, just 
things that our mama should have taught us when we was growing up, things that we need to relearn, change, or what we're not going to learn on Google, Twitter, and Pinterest. So it's a big debate going on about if you should wash your face with a wash rag or your hands. Mm-hmm. And now this lady, this older lady, she was really, really pretty. She was, she looked young, like she was in her like thirties, but she was really like, what, 50 going on 60. And I was like, oh my God, like black really don't crack. How, like, how are you, how do you look so young and so vibrant? Mm -hmm. And she was like, because I take care of myself and most importantly, I take care of my skin. And she told me that I should wash my hands with my face, not a harsh rag. And I should wash my (laughs) face with my hands. Not with the harsh rag. I should wash in circular motions mm-hmm. and don't drag my skin down. I wash up. So what do you say? Okay. I prefer hands. If you're going to use any instrument, I do prefer rags. I always tell everybody, use white rags. You use color rags for your behind, you use white rags for your face. The reason why, first, color rags have a lot of harsh dyes and chemicals in them. So if you put that on your face, um, it can cause your face to break out. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, if you're always using color rags for your behind and use white rags for your face, you don't miss and put the booty juice rag on your face. What's booty okay. juice? Booty juice, you know that little juice that be, you know, we, we, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what booty juice is. And see, you getting up in the morning, you washing your face, you washing off the booty juice that might have came from last night, right. you know? So you don't want to use the booty juice rag to wipe your face. So to make sure you never mix the rags up, you're going to always use your white rags for your face and the color rags for your behind. But the best thing to wash your face with are clean hands. Right. So you don't have to worry about, once you have cleaned your hands, you don't have to worry about it harboring any bacteria or anything like that. Because that is the problem with using other instruments. You leave it sitting around, it's moist, it can get like um, mold, it can hold bacteria. Right, because I see it's so many different facial like uh, machines, the yeah. brushes, all that. So out of all that stuff, spending all that money, you just use your hands. Your hands. Right, okay. So I, I like that. I'm glad I wasn't doing it wrong. And doing so the circular motion thing is circular that, motion that loosens up the dirt and the oil in your face. So that helps to loosen up the dirt. That's just like if you have um a shirt and you know how you put like some shot on it and you take it and you scrub it together. So that's basically what you're doing for your skin. Mm-hmm. You're really removing the dirt and the oil. And the the cleanse up instead of down thing, you know, once you get older your skin starts to droop. droop yeah. So you're training your muscles to stay up and to stay tight and that helps you to look younger longer. Right. Okay, so she told she was on to something. Okay, okay, listen to your elders, y'all. She ain't steered me wrong. <laughs> Wrong. So, okay, how often do you think we should change our wash rags? Because it was a big debate on Facebook where this lady, she said that you should change your wash rags um, every day. Uh-huh. Or, and I was like, well, dang, you know, growing up, you know, I was doing like what, every other day, every three days. And I didn't know that was a thing. So now every day I'm throwing my rags out. Or every other day I'm throwing my rags out. Like, I that opened up my eyes. So I didn't know that that was a thing. So, what do you say? I say every other day. Um, I usually change my wash rag and my face rag about the same amount of time. Every other day. And, again, because when it, the rag is wet, it can harbor bacteria. Mm-hmm. And you don't want any of that. Like, you're, you're cleaning yourself with a rag or whatever to take the dirt off. You don't want to be putting bacteria or harmful, you know, things onto your skin. And especially with your face. Right, right. Okay. So, this is another one. Growing up... We grew up on black soap, um, shea butter, Andy, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. What's y'all beef with it now? Like, what has changed we did not from grow up on black 2001 to 2020? We did not grow up on black soap. Black soap is a new thing. Um, and because people put African in front of it, we think it's for black people. Yeah. The problem with black soap is it is very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what it does is it tears down the barriers of your skin. 
So, as you're using this black soap, a lot of times people get really good results with it from the first beginning. But instead of eating away at the barrier of your skin, so you don't have any protection on your skin. So now you think you got sensitive skin because your skin breaking out from everything. Mm -hmm. But it's really just that you have torn down the barriers so you don't have any protection on your skin. If you stop using the black soap, your skin gets fine and then you stop. For some reason, people start by using it again. But that black soap really like rips your skin apart. The ingredients that are in black soap are not healthy for your face. Shea butter, cocoa butter, any of those butters, any oils. Coconut Most oil. of them are too thick and the, the particles that they are made with are too big to penetrate into your skin. So they don't go down into your pores. So when you put it on your face, you're just piling it on your face. It's never because what you, you want moisturizers and serums to penetrate into your skin to go down to the deeper layers under your epidermis, down to your dermis, down to your basal layers of skin and things like that. Okay, big words. <laughs> Come through. School me. I'm going to get my license, y'all. <laughs> Um, you want the stuff to get down to those levels because that's what helps your skin to always stay moisturized and looking good, you know? So, but if you're using things that are too thick to get down into your pores, it's just piling up on your skin and which causes your skin to clog up, which causes the oils to pile up, which causes the dry skin to pile up, which causes you to break out. Right. So, eventually you start breaking out. So, that is the problem with all the shea butters and the Vaselines and the oils and all that stuff. It causes you to break out because right. it piles up on your skin. Right. So what about, um, what are some products that you will recommend? Okay. So a basic skincare routine consists of a cleanser, toner, moisturizer, and sunscreen. Right. You should be putting on sunscreen every day. Black people. Sunscreen I know, every day? I thought listen, that was a white thing. Listen, I, I just was going to say black folks. What the sunscreen does, it protects you from the skin. You got skin just like white people. You need to be protected from the skin just like they do. So why would you think that you don't need sunscreen? Sunscreen protects your skin. So if you have oily skin... Everything that the sun touches, it, it makes it worse. So if your skin is oily, it's going to make it two times oilier. If your skin is dry, it's going to dry it out even more. If you have dark spots, the sun is going to make them worse. But you're wearing the sunscreen to protect yourself from the sun to keep that from happening. Even if you don't go outside, I know a lot of people still working from home, still putting your sunscreen every day. The sun does come through the windows. And you want to go ahead and put your sunscreen on when you're doing your morning routine so you won't forget just in case you happen to go somewhere later in the day. Okay, let me go back. So I didn't think that sunscreen was a white thing. I was moving too fast. I thought that sunscreen... Okay, I do think it's a white thing. That we don't need it all the time. That black people don't need it all the time. But I felt like it was only for, oh, just put, pack the sunscreen in the beach bag the when we're going okay. to the beach. I no, never thought it was the, like the an sun, everyday thing. The sun is out Or just because I'm going out. Yeah. This, and a lot of people think that, that they only need sunscreen if they're going to the water. We're going to yeah. say they're going to the water. Yeah. But if you're not going to the water, you need sunscreen because you're out in the sun. The sun is everywhere. It ain't just at the water. Right. So you should be putting on sunscreen every day. That's crazy. Now, now I got to go buy some sunscreen. Yes. Jesus. You can buy some from Glam Beauty Bar and Spa located at 4541 Shirley Avenue. We carry black girl sunscreen. And the reason why I like black girl sunscreen is because it's very hydrating and moisturizing. And it does not leave that white film on your skin like other sunscreens do. That's a lot of times why black people don't like the wet Yeah, because I was thinking Cause you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to rub it in or something. You can or rub you it just... in, but it, it makes you look like a yeah. white grayish color. I don't want to look ghosty. Yeah, maybe trying to figure out. No, no, no. I'm putting it on my face. Why you look like that? Correct. Black Dump girl your makeup artist. <laughs> does not do that. Right. So that is why I love black girl sunscreen. Okay. Okay. So, and what were the steps again when it came to a skincare routine in the you morning? You want to cleanse? Okay. After every time you cleanse your face, no matter when it is, you want to use toner. So you want to do cleanser, toner, then moisturizer. Even if you have oily skin, you still should be putting on moisturizer. You just need to make sure that it's a moisturizer specific for your skin type. So your skin needs to be hydrated. Moisturizers hydrate your skin. They don't. They shouldn't be adding oil. They should be adding water. So they're adding hydration to your skin. So again, if you even if you have oily skin. 
You should be using a moisturizer. So you're going to do your cleanser, your toner, moisturizer, and sunscreen. Okay, so earlier I know you said something about back acne. And I wanted mm-hmm. to touch on it because I, I don't have facial um, skincare problems. But I felt like... You know, I don't. I guess washing your back and stuff. Maybe I don't. I I used to do the best job, or I didn't have like those what back brushes or mm-hmm. whatever to get your back. So I would notice I would have those fine um like bumps. white bumps. Mm-hmm. Not they were they weren't white. They was just, just little bumps. Yeah, just, just fine bumps. Mm-hmm. I guess because I wasn't get scrubbing my back, getting but that dirt off up. like that. Like okay. you're not you're not exfoliating your back. So this is skin that okay. You get a new layer of skin every twenty one to twenty seven days. If you're not exfoliating your, me, because I didn't know that. Yeah, if you're not exfoliating your skin, that means you've been walking around with all these layers of skin for your whole life. Right. So your back is the hardest place for people to reach. So most people don't clean their backs properly. Your back should be cleansed the same way um, your face should be. That's why we offer the back facial. So with the back facial, it's the same steps as a facial. You get your back cleansed. You get exfoliation, hot steam, hot towels. Because what that does is that brings out that dirt and that oil. Then you get moisturizer. And if you're going to be out with a shirt on, of course, you want to put sunscreen on your back. Okay. So you should treat your back the same way you treat your face. So... If I was to book a back back facial with you, a back what is it? A back facial. Back facial. Mm-hmm. So you would show me the dirt, like it, what do you what do you see? Dirt. What do you see come off of it? Like do you see a lot? Like what like what are the what are, what what's the time frame for the results for a back facial? Well, with the back facial, you gonna have to clean. Okay, so coming to me is twenty percent of any skincare routine. Eighty percent is what you do at home. Right. So right then you're gonna you're gonna your back is gonna feel different. You are gonna see. Skin coming off as it's not going to be like you're peeling or anything. But when I wipe your face with the towel after we do like the exfoliant and stuff, you'll be able to see like visible changes within your back. And then you keeping it up at home, making sure that you're putting steam on it and cleaning it and stuff like that while you're at home is going to be a big part of that as well. So what you're saying is, ladies, if you need a, if you have back skincare issues, you need a man at home so your man can, you know what I'm saying, do his 80% and take care of your back, right? If, if that's what you got from that, so still that's what I got from that. That's what I got from that. So <laughs> that's, that's what you got. So now that's that. a requirement. Like that's a requirement. Like at night, get I need you a you man to, that's gonna wash your back. Yeah, get me a man. You know that that's gonna wash my back with no complaints. Okay, right. so you talked about back facials. Let's talk about real facials. So facials for me was a pampering thing. Like I always thought that was a rich girl thing growing up. I always thought that was oh I'm going to the spa. I'm going to get a facial. I never thought that that was to correct bad skin mm-hmm. i always thought it was just something to do added in my budget if i'm you know what i'm saying gotta give somebody a gift somewhere like you know i send somebody to you in a heartbeat mm-hmm. send them a gift card like hey go get a facial go get a, go get a back massage you know whatever the case may be that was just my go-to gift mm-hmm. so people really like I, I i recently learned like in the last few years that facials is a part of like healthy skincare and skincare correction correct so if i was Somebody coming to you, but I was skeptical about um, getting a, a facial. Can you, like, I guess go go over what a facial is, what it can do for you, and I guess the results, like the time frame, like if I add facials into my skincare routine and my budget, what are the benefits of it? Okay. So, facials can be for many different things. We offer many different types of facials. Some facials are just for self-care. You're basic. You come in. You're getting a nice relaxation facial every month. You don't have any skincare concerns. You just want to pamper yourself once a month. That facial is good because you're going to get a deep cleansing with professional products that you don't have at home. You're going to also get an exfoliation, which you should have. You should be exfoliating once or twice a week, but what you should, um, your esthetician will use professional products, so everything is going to be a little deeper than what you can do at home. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get hot steam, the towels, 
um, a professional mask and different things like that. So even if you don't have skincare problems, again, you get a new layer of skin every 21 to 27 days. So you're coming to get facials every three to four weeks to kept, help keep down the buildup of the new skin and the dead skin. Right. Um, now, if you have skincare concerns, then you go into another category. You're somebody who needs skincare corrective skincare. Mm-hmm. And that is what I specialize in. You can go, and I tell people all the time, you can go anywhere and get a facial, you come to me when you want to fix your skin. Right. I do corrective skincare, which is the chemical pills, the derma planning, the microdermabrasion, different things like that, which are like deep exfoliation methods, chemical exfoliation methods that are going to help you with skincare goals. You have dark spots, you have really dry skin, you have really oily skin, and you want to fix those skincare problems. That is what I specialize in. And I specialize in that for African Americans and colored skin because we can't go anywhere and get treatment. Exactly. I remember when I was having, when I felt like, you know, um, not even just the face, but just like my legs or scars that I had growing up. And I'm trying to figure out, well, what can I use outside of, um, what is it, cortisone? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what can I use outside of this stuff or vitamin E oil to get rid of these dark spots on my legs? You know, the mosquito bites that you had when you was Mm -hmm. like five or six and they just turned into like little ugly bats, black <laughs> scars on your leg and stuff. I wanted to know like what could I do to fix this? And people always recommend a dermatologist, a dermatologist. And I'm like, well, do y'all know anybody who is um who has an expertise in black skin? Cause that's a big deal. Like, we can't go to just anybody because they're not gonna know. Like, just like makeup, you wouldn't go to you know the you, white girls and Mac. I ain't wanna say to, it, but you go to the white girls and Mac, they mess you up because they don't know how time. to they don't know how to match our skin. And see what the problem is is African American skin is thicker than Caucasians. Right. Um, we have more layers of skin. So a lot of things they use on their skin we cannot use. Um skincare usually um when you're doing like any kind of skincare treatments, a lot of things go by Fitzpatrick's. Mm-hmm. Skincare, it goes by Fitzpatrick's. Um uh, one Fitzpatrick skin is considered like a pale white person, and it goes all the way up to six, which is a darker skinned black person. Most black people are four, fives, and sixes. Right. A lot of things that white people use or that they use in um like chain salons and spas and things like that are products that should be used for Fitzpatrick's one through three or four. Right. So that's not healthy for all of our skin types. And when someone has not studied African-American skin, they don't deal with African-American skin. A lot of times they don't know what to do right. to African-American skin. Right. So, and, and another thing I noticed that happens with that, they go places uh, where people don't specialize in African-American skin and something happens that they don't like. And then that turns them off from getting facials. Right. And that's another thing I was going to say, like what are some red flags for a good esthetician versus a bad esthetician, like what should we be looking out for before we book an appointment? If we didn't come to you, couldn't afford you, couldn't get to you, because you know I have listeners all over the world and they trying to find an esthetician in their hometown. What are some like okay, this is a good person versus this is a bad person? What should I be looking out for? What are some red flags? Um, first off, they should be licensed. I should see the license like in the in the in the window the or on the wall. Be hanging up. You should know that they are licensed. If um, in the state of Florida, you can go to um, dbpr.com and you can look up anybody who has a esthetician, cosmetologist, any kind of license like that. Right. They should be licensed. If somebody, it takes eight weeks to get an esthetician license. If somebody is really passionate about fixing your skin or taking care of your skin and they can't take eight weeks out of their time to go get a license, that's not the person you should be going to. Right. So they should be licensed. Um, those makeup artists and lash techs and and waxers and all those they should be they should be licensed as well. Mm-hmm. All that falls under esthetician license. Um, the cleanliness of the room or the spa or wherever they're going to treat you at that is a big one. Um, what kind of products they using? Are they using products that you can go to the store and buy yourself? Or are they using professional products that you only can get from them or with the license? 
um how their skin look. Yeah, that's like because you have their... perfect skin. Well, I will come you. to you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, I I put a lot of work into my skin. I take care of my skin a lot, and it's because of things like that. Like I never want nobody to see me and be like, "Well, how she telling people about their skin and her skin looks?" Because I'm like that. If I see a nail tech coming up, you know them old women that oh baby I do nails and they nails like chewed up or they do hair and they wig lopsided. I I pay attention to that, so I'm not gonna that come to you if you a got bad skin. Big part, and I would not let somebody touch my skin if they skin not together. If every time you see them, they have on makeup, I don't wear makeup to work, right? Because I want to give my clients that comfort of they are coming to somebody with good skin because right. they want good skin, and I and that's a big part about patronizing any business for me. I have to trust you, like I mm-hmm. have to have that trust. trust. Is really big, yeah. And even just with marketing, you should like you know I'm big on entrepreneurship, y'all. So I gotta throw that in there. You should be your own billboard. Your walk and talk and be a boy before Antonise come to me and say Tia be my brand ambassador you know you need to be able to look at her and see oh she know what she's talking about because she mm-hmm. got clear skin across the board like not just in the face but you can you know look at her arms you know just that type of thing too like that plays a, a big part in it and was it any other red flags just besides oh no I think that that pretty much cleanliness license um good skin good skin and the products that they and the use products that. that they use okay okay so let's talk about like other services that you offer to give us like a breakdown of these things because sometimes we see these big words and i don't know what it mean or i don't know if it's for me so derma planning what is that okay derma planning is basically exfoliation method where your estheticians should take a blade and they are going to remove the top layer of skin and vellus hair off of your face. Vellus hair is the soft, smooth hair that you have since you were a baby. It's not like peach fuzz. Yeah, it, it is peach fuzz. It's not hard hair. Okay. So if you like, I have some ladies, and it is so common these days for ladies to have like mustaches and beards, mm-hmm. and they want that stuff removing. A lot of it I can't remove with dermaplaning because that hair is kind of hard and prickly. Mm-hmm. You're only removing the top layer of skin and soft hair. So it's a good exfoliation method. Um, if you have oily or dry skin, because what it does is it helps your skin to breathe. Right. Now that you have a fresh layer of skin, it helps your skin to breathe. So that's basically what dermaplaning is. And what about chemical peels? Chemical peels is another exfoliation method. But what chemical peels does, it removes several layers of skin. So chemical peels are good for people. Now, chemical peels are good if you just want to keep your skin looking nice. Like I do a chemical peel on myself like every three or four months just to keep my skin looking nice and polished. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have skincare concerns. But chemical peels usually come in, in late um, levels. So people with um, skincare, more skincare concerns will get a higher level. And what the levels dictate is how deep down in the layers of the skin the peel is going to go. Okay, so what's another popular service that you offer? Um, microdermabrasion. Microdermabrasion is another exfoliation yeah, that method. that big shit. What is that? That's My, a big ass word. Microdermabrasion is another exfoliation method where you take a machine and you just remove skin. So with dermaplaning, you remove skin and hair. With microderm, you only remove a layer of skin. Microderm is really good for people with dry skin because dry skin it turns into dead skin really fast and it, it you have a buildup really quickly. So it removes that skin to keep you, your skin from building up. Okay, so back to the dark spots that we talked about from, you know, growing up, getting scars on us, mosquito bites, cuts, all that. What's something that you recommend for dark spots? Cause I know that's a, a big concern with a lot of people. Like, I think we talked about acne and stuff uh-huh. like that and blackheads, pores, but I want to talk about dark spots. Cause that's dark spots on your face and dark spots on your body are two different playing fields. Okay. Anything that you use, most of the things that you use on your body should not be used on your face. That's okay. the first thing. Cleansers are for your face. Moisturizers are for your face. Lotion and soap is for your body. Anything that says lotion, anything that says soap, it should be on your body because it's made for your body. It's not made for the pores on your face. So you should only be using moisturizers on your face, not lotions. Correct. 
Okay. You should only be using cleansers, not soap. Okay. So anything black soap, white soap, green soap, dull soap, all that soap. That stuff dries. Now out you your just skin. really taught me something because I yeah. never knew that. No soap on your face. This is a no judgment zone, y'all. So when I'm speaking, I'm speaking for other people. I'm speaking for questions I don't got in my DMs. You know, I'm, I'm speaking for the people. You know, not just me, but I also learn so much because I I don't be knowing some of this stuff too. So you definitely schooling me. Okay, so before we wrap up the show, you know, I'm always big on the advancement of of others' advancement, especially of our people. So if Someone wanted to be an esthetician. They're inspired. They're passionate about skincare. They know they got good skin. They know they can do this, or they're going. You know, they they want to do it, but don't know how to start. What's some advice that you would give someone? Um, first off, make sure that you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that it's something that you really want to do, and you're not just doing it because it's a fad. Mm-hmm. Um, go to school. Um, find a good school. If you are paying out of pocket, so you don't get in debt, FSCJ, I think they're. Aesthetics program is like $1,900 and it's eight weeks long. Like that is not a long time at all. I think you go four or five days a week, a couple hours a day for eight weeks. Like you're done with it in two months. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to have to go work for somebody. A lot of people go to esthetician school. They're going to cosmetology school, that kind of stuff. Everybody thinks they're supposed to just get out and open up their own suite, open up their own business, start. Everybody starts from somewhere. And working for somebody, I never worked for anybody, but I never worked for anybody because I got a record. And I just didn't want to fill out applications and get denied mm-hmm. because that had happened to me so many times before. So I took the long route. I struggled a little bit. I have been a licensed assistant. Now, this makes my sixth year. These last two years have been the only years I've made profit. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, it took a while. I was doing services that were not charge what you are worth. But if you're just getting out of school, you can't charge what somebody charges who's been out of school six years. Like, it's not going to be the same. But make sure you are charging your work. But that's where coming in play of working for somebody. Set you a goal. If you know you want to work, work for somebody for a short amount of time, give yourself six months to 12, six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. And that way you can learn everything they know. Soak up the knowledge from them. Um, soak up the knowledge from that business. And then go out on your own. It'll right. be much better. Um, learn your craft. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. I'm always taking continual education classes. I take a training every month on something. I don't care if it's something I've already learned. Like, I've taken five different chemical peel classes. I've taken... And because I always learn something new in each class. Right. And I do that because I'm passionate about what I do. And I want to make sure that I'm giving my clients the best service that they can get. So, I'm always finding ways to improve on whatever services that I'm doing. Right. Okay. So, passion. Make sure you're passionate about it. Um, continuing education. Um, working up under people. Like, don't be afraid of mentorship. And that was it, right? That was right. just... Yeah, Okay. So, is there any big pro- project that you have coming up or anything that you offer as a master esthetician that, you know, we might need to know about? Somebody who, you know, interested in doing it, like, might need to take a class with you or something. Want to tell the people anything. So, um, I always do, um, I, on my schedule, I have, I do chemical field classes, I do dermal planning classes, I do um, detox classes. We didn't talk about detox services because I also offer the Giannis Themes, the foot detoxes, and ear candling at my spa as well. So I do trainings on that. Um, I do trainings on, that's a dermal planning, chemical pills, um, detox services. Um, I'm always doing trainings. I do one-on-one trainings. You can always book that on my site. And then I usually do one training per month that's like a group training. Um, I also have, I'm going to be doing an esthetician um, mentorship program that's going to be a six week course. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that all set up because I'm trying to get it started like next month. So that will be launching soon. Um, if you did not know, the Glam Beauty Bar and Spa just moved into a new location. Um, it's big location, times, y'all. <laughs> big, big location. It's three times the size of the location that I was in. So we have expanded. Wait, um, tell them where you started from, first of all. Inspire the people. <laughs> so 
I started, like I told you guys, I got my institution license back in 2014. Um, I started, my first room was like the size of a closet inside of my friend's nail shop. She threw my nails, she gave me that closet in there. I was in there for about six months, her nail shop closed down. Um, I moved into another little suite with somebody else. I did facials, but at this time I wasn't making any money, y'all. So I couldn't afford to pay, I think my rent for the month was $200, that's $50 a week. I could not afford to pay that because I wasn't making any money. I was doing facials for $35. The spa was waiting on um, San Jose. I live way on the west side, so this is me riding back and forth for one client every other day or something. I wasn't making any money. So I actually stopped. I did facials for about a year, year and a half, and then I actually stopped doing it. I got into network marketing. I did that for about two years. And with network marketing, what that did was that showed me how to run a business. A lot of times people are anti-network marketing. Y'all make these posts about how y'all tired of seeing people post about TLC and it works and all that stuff like that. But those businesses teach you how to run a business and you're investing a little bit of money to learn how to run a business. It's the, it's the best thing since sliced bread because I wouldn't know how to run my business now had it not been for it works. It's a part so, of the journey, right? Yes. So I did that for about two years. And then after that, I just didn't want to be an It Works girl. And, you know, I prayed about it a lot. And I wanted to find something that was my thing that I could do. And, I, you know, I asked God, like, what, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Because I had no clue at this time. Forgot all about facials. Like, that was, that was something that had never crossed my mind. And in that week, like, three different people asked me, well, when are you going to start, like, doing facials? So I had another homeboy who had a barbershop. I reached out to him. He let me start working in the back of his barbershop. Again, I'm in the room of size of a closet. Now, this time I'm paying $75 a week, $25 a day. I was working three days a week. That was in um, September of 2018. So, in September 2018, I moved in the back of the barbershop. In February of 2019, I moved out of the barbershop into a small suite that was about 450 feet right across the street from Eureka Garden Apartments. If you're in Jacksonville, Florida, everybody know Eureka at. <laughs> um, I used to be ashamed to tell people I was, if by Eureka, they'd be like, where your shop at? Or I used to say, oh, off Cassie. Over there by the famous sandwiches and everything, you know, except cross street from Eureka, because you know people don't want to come cross street from Eureka. Right. So what, um, what, what was it like for your clientele? Because I think a lot of people had those issues too. They go out thinking they got to start their own business, go in their own suites. Then they go and try to spend money for the town center when all they really can't afford is Eureka. But how how did you keep your clients up knowing the type of area that you were in? Like how could you persuade them or keep them the retention up? The, the I provide a good service. Right. They were coming for me. They don't care about what's going. They don't care about the people saying, "Hey, baby," when they walk out there because they know they're finna get a good service when they get inside. So I knew the kind of prices I wanted to charge, and I knew that you know charging those type of prices, I had to get in a better area. But once they walked inside of here, I made sure I gave them that spa like experience, like we were at the town center right here across the street from Eureka. So I knew that I was providing a good service, and that's one thing that's going to keep your customers coming to you. They don't care what's happening outside of those. Now they don't want to get robbed or jacked or nothing. And honestly. Being across street from Eureka, it was like I had no problems there. Right. Like nothing ever happened. I never had any problems or anything like that. It was just the point that the mindset of, oh, she crossed street from Eureka. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever had anybody that didn't come to me because of that. Um, but I just knew that I wanted to give my clients a spa-like experience. And it, I could not do it in that smaller space. But that came with time. That, that came, came with, with patience. Time. I was in that location. I moved in that location in February of 2018. I just moved out of that location three weeks ago. So I moved out June, May 31st of 2000. Right. So I was there a year and about three months. And so. that location was good to you. That location was excellent. I mean, it was what I could afford at the time. Right. Because I think I some didn't... people want to skip that fact. They want to yeah, skip like, the it was, struggle with entrepreneurship. Yeah, like, no, and you no, know. no, you can't do that. Like, I went where I could afford. To me, it was more important to get somewhere that I can afford than to have to shut down my business because I can't afford it. Right. 
So what I did was I knew, and see, this is what comes into, like, I'm big on manifesting, y'all. And I talked about this last night on my live. Like, I'm really big on manifesting. And one of the things that I'm doing right now is called, it's called I manifest the life that I want. Everything that I want, I manifest it. I put it out there in the universe. I work hard for it. One thing I believe when you manifest things, it makes you work harder for it. So I knew that that was not the location I wanted to be in. I manifested the location I want. I talked about how I wanted my windows to be when my clients walk past. You could see in the waiting room. When people walk past, you will be able to see in the waiting room. And then you have separate rooms when you walk in the back. And that is the location I got. When I walked into this location that I have now, my colors for my business are purple, gold, and white. The walls were already purple. I called my friend. I took a picture of me standing with my back to the wall, a selfie. I said, this is my building. Right. I was not giving up till I got that building. And it was a very simple, easy process. Like, it was so easy for me. It was, like, too good to be true. Everything in the building had been done. I had been looking for buildings for a long time. And most of them that I saw, they weren't really what I wanted. But it was like, I'm going to take anything. Because I was just trying to, at that point, get out of from across the street from Eureka. Right. Um, but the, the buildings were going to need work. Like, the ceilings and the floors and the paint on the wall. I was going to have to do so much work. So moving to those buildings and this building right here, I moved in. Everything was already done. I so got this chills. This building, I got chills. <laughs> this was this was my building and it was mine because I manifested it. And by me manifesting that building, it made me work harder to get where I need to go. I moved from four hundred and seventy five square feet to sixteen hundred and fifty square feet. Ooh. Like so, I moved to almost seventeen hundred square feet. So my building is four times the size of the building that I moved from. Yes, At this point, like I'm hiring staff. Um, I was talking interviews. about this on my vision board yesterday, like how I put this staff on my vision board at the beginning of this year, like how I would have a staff and how I would have a new spa and all those things are coming to pass and it's coming to pass because I believe that I deserve them. And that is what manifesting all about. I know this ain't what this um, podcast told me about, but I'm a big, I'm big on manifesting the life that you want. I am big on speaking life over yourself, over your business and just visualizing the life that you want and you deserve because you can't get it if you don't visualize it first. Right. So, right. Yeah. And she was a speaker at Manifest No Mimosas last year, y'all. So, who Jesus, God willing, I can have it this year. You know, Corona stopped a couple things. Well, stopped a lot of things for a lot of people. And I'm just hoping everything pass over in this venue that I really, really want to have it at lets me book it so we can do it, have it. Because... I feel like manifestation is a powerful thing, and I like to put it in the atmosphere for myself and others. So, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all be on the lookout. Make sure we can have manifest no emotions this year. If you know how to pray, pray to whatever God you serve that I can, you know, put that event on this year. Um, so, Anthony, I wanted to say thank you for coming on the Tia versus Fancy Cash show. It's long overdue. We're supposed to have been did this 20 years ago. Right. So, I'm so glad <laughs> we finally got it done. Um, I think it was a very powerful episode. A lot of people, you know, have these issues or they might, you know, look at the title and be like, oh, this ain't for me. And then they homegirl, like, tap them, oh, this was for you. Like, you needed this more than you thought you did. So, I'm so glad you were able to um, come on and do this with me. Um, do you want to get them? Skincare. If you have skin, you need to know about skincare. Right. That's everybody. Like, your skin is the biggest organ in the You know, your I'm going to use that as my infographic. If you have skin, you need to know about skincare. You need to know about skincare. Skin is, your skin is the biggest organ on your whole entire body. Like, it covers your whole body. Your skin is the first thing somebody sees. You only can cover it up for so long. 
Right. Oh, that that could be my motto. Your skin is the first thing people see. You only cover it up for so long. Yeah. So I like that. If you have skin, you need to know about skincare. That's gonna be in my caption when I um post the podcast. But thank you guys for tuning in once again. Follow Tia versus Fancy Cash on all social media platforms and subscribe to the show. We love ratings. We love reviews. Those are you know most important when it comes to you know just getting my listeners up and um keeping you guys um you know tuned in um. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you so much again, Sneeze, for being a part of it. Thank you for having me. And until next time, guys.